To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are here with a woman who is has so much energy and she has accomplished so much while having seven kids and I believe 12 grandkids, done all this stuff, has multiple businesses. She's about to franchise another one with her husband. Let's meet Colleen Biggs. She's a 22-year business strategist who empowers business leaders to expand influence, to attract the right clients, and drive more profit. She has launched over, are you guys ready? Remember how many kids I said she had? 340 businesses. She's a keynote speaker, author to seven number one best sellers, with the latest one being Step Into the Spotlight to Expand Your Influence and Attract the Right Customers. Welcome to the show. Thanks. And you know that I can't do all that without a lot of who's I say, you know, like people that can do it. I do hire a lot of people that can do things so that I'm able to do the things that, um, that I'm really good at and that I'm passionate about. And I think that's probably the number one nugget everyone can take away from that is we can't do it all. So if you're trying to do it all in your business, that's why it's not working. You'll never be able to level up. You'll never. So, so true. Yeah. So, okay. So tell us a little, before we get to that, because I think that's going to be key and I want to really hone in on that. Yeah. Tell us about your journey. You started at corporate and somehow Mm -hmm. you ended up here. Yeah. So it was 30 years, like three decades, right? Long time in corporate America. And, uh, and I just got to a point, you know, when you see yourself in kind of a 3d, like you're outside of yourself looking at your life If any of you have ever been there, that's usually the time for change (laughs) when you start looking. And I was looking at that. I was so unhappy. I just remember crying a lot. Um, I I just was not happy in corporate America. I started feeling almost kind of like depression, like I was not in control anymore because I was only thinking corporate was where I was and I'm not in control. And most of the time you're not of pay raises, of climbing the corporate ladder, right? I had gotten to a very high level. And I still wasn't happy. And I kept thinking like, that's going to make me happier climbing and getting more money. And that's, and I kept doing that and it did not make me happier. I mean, I'm sure many of your listeners have been there. Um, and I just realized like I was ready to do this thing. You know, I need to get out of here and I need to start my own business. And I had a CEO, uh, you know, a couple of years before that, that had really taken me under his wing. And I think without that development of leadership skills and that development of, you know, kind of that entrepreneurial spirit, which I had been coaching entrepreneurs, you know, for 20 years. So it's not like I didn't know what it was like to be an entrepreneur. I was in the trenches with them, but it's different when it, you know, it's you and taking that leap and leaving that identity and leaving that worthiness of, I make this much money. That's what I'm worthy of. And this identity, those are the two things. I got a text yesterday from an old client that I started with 18 years ago. And she said, I sold my businesses and I feel like I lost my identity. 
And uh-huh. I'm right, you know, right away, I just started texting her back as fast as I could because that's how she feels. And she was an extremely, you know, multi million dollar successful business owner. And she feels like she lost her identity mm-hmm. because she sold her businesses. So, that, I mean, we could unwrap that, but. You know, that was, you know, that was why I left. I just wasn't happy anymore. I knew that there was more out there for me. I knew God really wanted me to do more as well, you know, and I just felt pulled and everything just started lining up, you know, once I became an entrepreneur and I literally left on a Friday, the very Monday I was up at the exact same time, five o'clock in the morning, up, getting showered, getting ready, walking into my office not knowing who I was going to talk to or what I was going to do, but I was just so conditioned with that drive of a high performer that that's really how I hit the ground running. And I got to add in some really cool things like journaling and having some time for myself in the morning to meditate, which has really changed my life. Just those couple of things, you know, reading and spending time with books, business books, you know, about desire and business action plans and habits and all those things. These are like all the little key components that I've now added that I didn't have time for in corporate America because I woke up, got ready and got my car and drove an hour, would work all day and drive home at dark 30 at night for an hour. And um, so now I feel healthier and happier, for sure healthier, way happier. And I'm way more successful making more money. So (laughs) yeah, all of those have happened. (laughs) Okay. So when you walked in that morning, when you, you know, you're done with corporate America, I can only imagine that the, the weight that was lifted off of you, your husband had already owned one or more businesses. Mm -hmm. Did you know what you were going to do? Did you already have your business idea that you were going to get into, or did you step into a business that was already um, functioning. Yeah. I should have bought a business that was already functioning. That was really good, Midoriya, but I didn't think about that back then because there's so much more I had to learn. Right. I actually launched my business in January of that year and left in July. So I was toggling my full-time career, running a magazine. Uh, I was also, uh, running a live radio show every week, traveling for the new business and, the, so I had already had my business plan in place that was in place in 2000, you know, in 18. So I'd actually already had that in place. I uh, had worked all that out. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So here's the other thing that I hear from my clients who left corporate America and now they're doing their own thing. They're like, well, it's a whole different language. They may have risen up. They did all the right things in corporate, in corporate America or, in, you know, out there um, to be successful. But now they started their own company. They're like, who do I call? I don't have a marketing team anymore. I don't have an IT team. It's such a major shift because when you're in corporate America, you usually have one position, right? And you have one primary job that you're to do. However, when you start your own business, let's assume you're not coming in with, with a whole team from the very beginning. It's a different ball game. So yeah, how did you adjust to that? How did you, what were, what was your strategy there? I'm glad you said that because most people that I meet don't come into it with a full team unless they're a tech startup and they've done some, you know, angel investing and funding to build, you know, a million dollars to launch, right? Most of them don't come in with a team, probably the women or men that you and I know uh, that are building businesses. So if that's the case, then 
I would say, you know, when I walked in that morning, I had been working till, you know, midnight, two, three in the morning, always, you know, whether it be doing something on the website, sending out a newsletter, uh, planning my next event. I, I planned 10, 10 luncheons around the United States. Don't ask me why I did them all over the place. I wanted to spread my name and I was flying all over and getting, you know, selling lunch tickets. So I did already have some contacts. I had taken all my contacts, you know, that I had in my email. Um, I couldn't touch my book for two years. We just, you know, you said that, right? You walked out and that's a non-compete. So you can't, you know, touch the the book of clients for two years. So, and I've never gone back either to that. I met someone the other day that said they hadn't. So here's the thing you need to know. What are the things that you do really, really, really well? And where are the areas in your business that you don't think you're that good at it, but you're like, I could learn it, but I'm really not that good at it, right? Like newsletters was, I could do it and I did them really well. And it took me a while in the beginning because I was the only one doing the newsletters. But I will tell you, as soon as I met someone and they call it a virtual assistant back then, I didn't know what it was. And then they said, I'm a virtual assistant. I said, I'm not quite sure I understand what that means. Could you explain that to me again? That was so crazy. I didn't know what that was, you know, six years ago. And they said, well, I'm like an admin assistant. I do all admin work, but I don't, I mean, I don't need to be there. I can live in Chicago. And, and I was like, what? This is the best thing ever. So I hired my first admin. She happened to be in Arizona where I live. And I just started right away doing videos with her, getting her on there, teaching her everything I was doing when I was doing it. When I was like, I'm doing my newsletter. So I'm going to have you come on and, and I'm going to record it. And we're going to do the newsletter together and I'm going to show you. And as soon as I handed off about 10 to 15 hours of work in a week, my income skyrocketed because now I wasn't doing all this stuff. Yes. Does that stuff eventually make you money? Yes. Because when you're sending out a newsletter, maybe there's a link for them to click, for them to enroll or sign up or register for something that they pay money for. Yes, they do make you money, but that's admin work behind the scenes. I had her doing all of these things that needed to be done, like fix the stuff on the website, make sure the events are posted, doing the newsletter. I mean, I have a team you know, of people now that are able to do that in all of our businesses. We have teams of individuals. But when I first started, I was doing it by myself and I was holding myself back because you can only have so many hours that you're you know, putting in in a week. And then what happens is, you max out on what you can do because there's just no more hours left. So I always ask everyone, if we all have the same 24 hours, how are other people able to produce 15 times what you're able to produce? And they're like, well, because they have people. Yeah, because uh -huh. they have people. And then the immediate thing I hear is, well, I can't afford. I'm like, you can't afford not to have people. Like you've got to get your first person, just get your first person. And I promise you, if that person's $500 a month, $1,000 a month, your goal now is to generate that income to pay for them. And so now the hours that you just gave away to them, 10, 15, 20, now you're going to go over and you're going to use those hours to generate income, to do selling actions. Absolutely. People forget, they have to think of the ROI. That's what I always talk to my clients about. What's the ROI? What's your time worth? What, where are you most valuable? Just like you said, you should be concentrating on the sales. What's going to bring in the money? What are you good at, right? It is, oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how many clients I talk to who've been holding. I just had someone yesterday I talked to. She's had a business for almost 10 years and she's the only employee. She has not hit six figures yet. She has a great product, 
Whoa. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, why just hire your first one and you'll oh. see how much time it relieves and how fast you can grow. So all of you who are thinking, uh, I want to really drive that point home because it's so key. How much are you holding yourself back because out of fear? Yeah. Right. So you really, once you start thinking of it from an entrepreneur standpoint, a business standpoint of what is a, what's your time worth and what, how much revenue are you giving up by not hiring that person? It will shift the way that you approach your business. And yeah. like you said, your business, you, you noticed right away, your business started growing. Yeah. You know, I'll use another example. And this is for a totally different business. This is my husband's business. When he first started it, he uh, was spending, he's not, does not like to network. He, it was way before the pandemic, you know, five years before the pandemic. He does not like to network. He does not like to get up in front of groups. And he really should have been getting up in front of real estate groups because it's a drone company, you know, to, to do all of the work that he does. But he doesn't like to do it. So he said, I'm going to invest. Again, this is an investment. I'm going to invest $2,000 a month. Um, now, I'm going to tell you he drove Uber to make that $2,000 to invest it in marketing on top of him doing the jobs he was doing, but it just wasn't enough money, right, to sustain the business. So he would drive Uber to um, to be able to make the money to pay for Google, uh, Google AdWords or whatever it was. And because he did that, he started, his name started getting known in, you know, the state. And he was one of the first drone companies here. And then he got to a point where he could start backing that off a little bit because now he was busier. He didn't have to drive for Uber anymore. And then he started backing off the marketing because now he was getting repeat customers and referrals. Now his entire business is repeat and referrals, but he's eight years old. Yeah. Eight years old. So I, I'm on a lot of repeat and referral business now being at like five years old. So I, I just want to encourage everyone out there. You do not just pop out of the corporate, you know, and get birthed as an entrepreneur with this book of, you know, um, 10,000 contacts. You've got to do something to create the generation of getting those emails. You've got to meet people or you need to do summits or you need to do something where they're registering for something, whatever it is, you have to do something to build that up. And as you continue to build your business, you're going to be pulled in another direction that is really going to be sustaining the business. Your responsibility is to drive income and sustain. And if you don't want to do that, then you've got to hire someone to do sales for that. Absolutely a thousand percent. You've got to hire someone to do that. So is it phone calls that someone has to make to get them on your book for you to have the conversation with them? If you don't like to do that, then hire someone to do that. I get calls all the time. I know you do too. Midori with someone like so-and-so would love to talk with you and they'd love to, you know, have some time with you or, you know, and it's usually assistance to the person that wants to talk to me. You know, we see it all the time. So it's an investment. I hate that P&Ls call it an expense because my virtual assistants, my teams, you know, they're expenses and I, they're really an investment. If you're not willing to invest money's energy, whether we like it or not, and if you're blocking that flow because you're not willing to invest and I've made some really crappy investments, like expensive $50,000 crappy investments. And my husband kind of got a little torn from that when we went to go franchise. 
oh, what if it doesn't work? The last investment we made didn't work. I'm like, okay, it's only money. You make more money. So do you want to not try this and then say that we never even tried it so we never know what could happen? You're going to let all the past mistakes stop you from what opportunities are in front of you. And he was like, no, let's just go for it. And I'm like, we can recover from this. We're not going to die. If anything bad happens, we can recover from it like we've recovered from everything else. But what if it works? I think everyone goes to the negative. They're like, but what, but all this, all this negative, 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 negative. And then I was in a room full of people like that one time. And I said, and then let me just share with you what happens when it does work. And then I told them all the amazing things. And then they were like, yeah, wow. Yeah. I want more information on that. So, you know, I think as humans, we just go to the negative, especially if we've had past trauma from it. But what if we were to look at all the positives and really feel into that, focus on that, our mindsets to that, our goals are set to that. Thoughts are things. It will, it will come to fruition. It always will. I, I bring that up all the time. Yes. It's why concentrate on, we put so much focus on the failure, potential of failure. What if you put that same focus on crazy success? Because you're where focus goes, energy flows, right? So it's that same thing that you just brought up. Thank you so much for making that point because it's critical for everyone who's listening to this. We get caught up in our own BS. Those, uh, those stories that we tell ourselves that, um, those limiting beliefs, right? Colleen, that you're, that you're talking about really is what it is, but you got to keep moving forward. So before we end this, I want you to give us one tip, one big takeaway for how do you persevere through those limiting beliefs, through those big fat challenges, through those fears? What's one, one idea that you have that can help people with that? Well, I got to give two because they're equal. One is you have got to surround yourself with people that fuel your success, period thousand percent. You have to, whether that's an online community, a networking community, friends, local, uh, your spouse, your family, uh, a business coach, uh, whatever that looks like, you've got to have somebody in your corner, right? People feel your success. The other one is the biggest tip to stay motivated really is for me is to review my goals every single day and know what I'm working toward, know my why, know why I'm doing this. That's what keeps me focused. It's, it, it's absolutely one of the most or the major habits of a high performer. How do marathoners finish a race? How do half marathoners finish a race? I mean, how did I get a black belt in two and a half years? That's a long time. You have to stay focused and you have to be hungry for it. And you have to want it like you have to, not your business coach. You have to want it, right? I'm sure, Midori, you say that all the time. I want it for you so bad. I can taste it but I can't give that to you. You have to want it. Doesn't happen through osmosis. Yeah. You, you, you have, have to, to be, you have to be willing to burn all other options. And that I've seen women not willing to do. My option was like, Hey, if I don't make enough money, honey, and we're doing this, I'm willing to sell our house. I'm willing to downsize. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to build a business. I was willing to do whatever. And one of those options was not going to get a job back in corporate America, that, that boat was burnt. I said, I don't want to do that anymore. So when you have no other option, you have to be willing to do what it takes. And I see too many people create more options for themselves. And then they spend all this energy going to get a job or going to get a part-time job or going. And then I'm like, why don't you put that energy into selling your product or your service? 
you know? So again, cautioning and the biggest tip they can walk away from today is you have to be focused. You have to burn all other options. You have to have people around you that support that success. Hands down. Absolutely. 100% agree. All right, Colleen, where I think you have something cool for our audience. I do. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, the, the book was really based off my book. It's the seven ways that you can step into the spotlight and track your dream client. Um, I don't ever really go fishing anymore for clients. I, the, the clients just come to me based on seeing me somewhere, hearing me on a podcast like yours, Midori, you know, they're, they're really, they're like, wow, I like her. I like her energy. I like what she has to say. I like what she stands for. When you get out there, you attract your right client. So I'm giving you videos and interviews I've done and so many tips on how you can attract your right client and actual steps. There's like a downloadable step-by-step -step on things you can do because I, I just think women aren't getting visible enough out there for themselves to attract their dream client. And they're still fishing. They're fishing and fishing and they, they get tired every day putting their pole out and, and nothing comes up. And I know how frustrating I've been there. I know how frustrating that can be. So you got to shift your mindset about attracting those clients and the right people are going to come to me and you only want to work with the right clients. Cause the other ones are like, you know, dragging a sack of potato through quicksand. <laughs> So where do they go to get this? Yeah. So you can go to ColleenBiggs.net. Uh, there's a, you know, a lot of my freebies are on the front page, but I think you also have the link, Matori, mm -hmm. to the actual freebie. Um, and maybe I think it's forward slash freebies or something like that. ColleenBiggs.net is where you can follow me, you know, get into my newsletter, download any of my freebies, jump on our podcast, the whole deal. You know, we've got some great stuff out there. Awesome. And that will be in our show notes. So you can awesome. find it there. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and helping out all of our listeners. Thanks, Midori. It is an honor to be a guest today.